Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Now the front court, underhand scoop to Conley, tries to split the double team, bounces to Joe, he breaks the 45, retreats back out for a tough three. Oh, Joe, you're absurd. Clarkson, catch and shoot three in transition off the back handle. Ingles grabs the rebound, chest to Bogdanovich, he'll try another three, he'll hit. Ingles driving, underhand, and run. Scoop, there it is. Lob to Rudy, he goes underneath, catches it, and dunks. And this is just looking like the varsity versus junior varsity. The Utah Jazz blow out the Houston Rockets 112 to 89. The Jazz push the lead up over 30 points in the middle of the third quarter. Clarkson with 22, Ingles with 21, Mike Conley the double double with 11 points and 13 rebounds, and Rudy. He hadn't come out with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Would have had a 20-20 game. He finished with 19 points and 18 rebounds. The Houston Rockets <laughs> gutted their team, PK, and that was a wild mismatch. A 20-20 game. Who gives a crap about that? <laughs> Stats. The only stat that matters is W. Yeah, if they would have had Sterling Brown and uh, Porter Jr., but no, they had to go to the strip club. Come on, guys. Police called at 6.53 a.m.? In the morning? Jeez, my goodness. They win, the... they win early when it wasn't crowded. <laughs> no, I don't think they were. They were there late. Oh, <laughs> oh. that's how that works. <laughs> huh. Huh. Strip club called the booby trap, by the way. A good pun. Thank What's you. What's the uh, best name strip club you've been to? The booby trap. Jazz off now for a couple days. They're going to play the Timberwolves Saturday at 7 p.m. Back-to-back with the Timberwolves now, Saturday and Monday. Saturday's home, Monday's on the road. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Randall straight on three. It's good. Little fake and floater over Hill. Randall with his 6-3 tonight. Here is Dodgers on the drive on the way to the rim for the flush. Boy, just straight line drive off that pick and roll. Kennard, one dribble, three ball on the way. It's good. Luke Kennard buries it from downtown. He has tied a career high with six made threes, and the Clippers have a 12-point lead, 109-97. CP3 takes one dribble, bends, shoots, missed it short. Rebound Embiid, lobs full court at the buzzer. It almost went in. Oh, my goodness, it rattled out, but the Suns win. 116-113, the final score. The shot everyone's talking about is the one that didn't go in. Embiid from about 80, 85 feet away. So close, PK. So close to tying that game up. Just grabbing a rebound. The free throw would have put would have put the Suns up by four and ended it. They missed it. So Embiid had that heave at the buzzer and freakishly close, but it didn't go in. Yeah, you realize you got how strong you are because it's not like he had a running start, nope. like an outfielder <laughs> catching a ball to get momentum on the throw to the plate. I mean, he just caught it and he was flat-footed. And uh, it was an awkward-looking throw. It's not like it was a, like a baseball motion whatsoever or a football motion. And the darn thing was halfway down. And the look on Devin Booker's face, who happened to be standing underneath the basket, 
was just <laughs> incredible, man. He couldn't believe it. So the Suns 2-0 and on this trip. And I mean, the, the NBA, I mean, Mike Trout only bats four times. Half these guys only play four times in the regular season. Seth Curry's out. Ben Simmons out. I don't think Harris played. Well, what the hell is this, man? A lot of teams. The, yeah. the next game to go to, the Clippers beat the Grizzlies, and the Clippers didn't have their big two. No Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George. And then we heard the Luke Kennard highlight there. He went for 28. He had a game, and the Clippers beat the Grizzlies 117-105. But to your point, there are a lot of guys missing a lot of games. Yeah, Mr. October, Reggie Jackson for the Clippers was missing too. He was resting. Man, I'd rather see Trout only four at-bats a game and with a percentage of him playing over 90% of the games, unless he's injured, than these guys just resting left and right. I mean, it seems like every time I watch the Philadelphia team, they never have all their team. And it's just, my goodness, I don't understand this. Jazz next to opponents, the Kings and the Timberwolves. Kings win 128-125. Jazz play the Timberwolves. Saturday and Monday, and then the Kings after that. Buddy Heald, 29 points as the Kings win that game. The Nets, there's another team that's missing a lot of their star players on a regular basis. Harden is hurt and down for a while now. Raptors beat the Nets 114-103. to Nets seem like they had it going there for a while, but they have, they have hit a rough stretch. They had Irving, but they did not have Durant. Left thigh contusion, and Harden's out for a while. Back to square one, as Steve Nash said with Harden. Yeah, well, we'll wait till they get their guys. I'm not going to talk about the Nets until they have their guys. I want to talk about the Knicks, man. Finally, my Knicks, team of my childhood. Eight straight wins. Yep. Julius Randle, it's time to recognize him as a stud. 40 points, eight, uh, 11 rebounds. That's, that's a massive stat line. And they win in overtime. They beat the Atlanta Hawks 137-127. And the Hawks, since their coaching change, they've been pretty good. And they are, they are battling for the fourth spot in the East. Yeah, Trey Young got hurt. But Julius Randle, man, he, he's a modern-day player shooting 40% from three, and he takes 5.3 a game. Changed his game over the course of his career. Steph Curry's 30-point streak ended. Wizards beat the Warriors. 118-114 the final score, and Steph Curry was held to 18 points, 2 of 14 from the three-point line. Yeah, he was due. He had been... Really, really hot. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Trusting the board is key. I'm at the point almost there that I will trust it. But as a coach, I can see where you, uh, we need this, we need this, and we need this. And that's where you get yourself in trouble. So it's been a great learning experience for me. And you ask your question, nervous. I'm nervous about everything. I think you know that. That's Urban Meyer. How's he feeling? The draft is coming up. Obviously, Jacksonville needs a lot of help, or they wouldn't have the number one pick in the draft. So he's nervous. Jacksonville suddenly must watch TV for us, PK. Got to track track the Jags. I don't know how often they'll be on TV in this part of the country, but if you got the NFL ticket, you can uh, track Urban Meyer and his progress this fall. Well, yeah, it's going to be fun, because if he succeeds, I don't know that there's ever been anybody like him that went from the college to the pro and had this type of success. Nick Saban bombed. Uh, uh, Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson, I guess. Those would be the best examples. Yeah, but 
Urban's different because he moved around, and then Pete had it first in college and then went to the pros and didn't succeed first if you consider him not succeeding, what was it, with the Jets? Jets and and Patriots. It's it's similar, but uh, Urban... You know the the winning at the at Multiple so places. many different places, and you really have to throw Utah in there because Utah had done nothing like uh, what it did during his time, and obviously the other two places, which you know, those other two places they had won, particularly at Ohio State. I mean, everybody wins at Ohio State basically. But he, I mean, and then all the controversy that was around him. It's really just an incredible, better or worse type of story. Now let's see what he can do. And to think that he's not even 60 yet and all this experience, all these experiences that he went through, it's really amazing. NFL announced the full 2021 schedule for all 32 teams as the league prepares to play a 17-game regular season for the first time. Teams still have just the one bye week. Also, rule changes. It's going to be a one-year experiment in an attempt to make it easier to recover onside kicks. Teams will be limited to nine players within 25 yards of the ball. Uh, they're getting rid of overtime in preseason games. And existing NFL replay officials who sit in the press box of each stadium will have the authority to consult with referees on certain specific objective aspects of a play when clear and obvious video evidence is present. Replay officials will not be able to throw flags or reverse calls on their own. How does this make it easier to recover onside kicks by limiting nine players? Well, I guess you'll have 11 guys trying to grab the ball, and they'll have nine, whereas before they would have 10 or 11, depending on how they deployed their guys, I guess. Oh, yeah, but I, I guess they don't really count the kicker as being one of those guys. So. Yeah, the kicker, if a kicker recovers an onside kick, it's not usually right at the end of the game when everybody right, knows right. it's coming. So it's, exactly. The kicker yeah, does yeah. it in the second or third quarter when nobody expects it, and he just scuffs the ball 10 yards down the middle of the field, and he and runs up and falls on it. back to go for right. a wedge and all that stuff. Yeah, you think their guys are asleep at the wheel, and they take off early, so you try to try to just dribble it up there when they're not paying attention, essentially. Right. I, I just I, I I get the theory, but I don't know that it'll have practicality. It seems like you need a bizarre bounce of the ball, no matter how many guys you have out there. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The Huskies, Washington Huskies, star linebackers, Zion Tupolo Fetui. Suffered a torn Achilles and will miss six to ten months. Coach Jimmy Lake making the announcement. Uh, he had been a third-team AP All-American and had seven sacks in the four-game Washington season. So, a big loss for the, the UW. Well, yeah, Washington returned everyone on defense, and I think they returned nine guys on offense. So, they're expecting to have a breakout season uh, with this uh ball club there with Jimmy Lake and his I guess you say his second season even though obviously last year four games hard to call it a season uh, but nevertheless they're bringing back just bringing back a ton of guys and this, this is a blow because this kid was a very good player so but I think that my guess is they've got enough 
to sustain it. And, but it's a blow. It's certainly a blow to the individual, no question about it, because it looks like he might have been a – and he still could be. It's not like it's it's done. But it looks like he had an opportunity to be an NFL player. So, But as far as the team goes, uh, I, I think they might be able to – what am I looking for? I don't know. Sustain is the right word, but uh, still be pretty good with all the players that they've got coming back. And they've got uh, was it's not uh, Brock Heward. What's the other Heward's kid? The other Heward who played there, Damon, uh, at uh, UW, the quarterback, Damon Heward's son. Right? Yeah, it's his son, Sam right? Heward. And he's like supposed to be all that coming in as a freshman at quarterback. We'll see if he gets the job. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The pitch. Swung on, ripped into left field. It's a base hit. Harper froze a moment. Now into third. He's being waved home. Dickerson's throw to the plate is not in time as they beat the Giants 6-5. Hit like a bullet. Fair past third. Royals win it. Perez comes through again in the clutch. He just hit a rope. Final score, 9-8 Royals. And the 1-2. Swung up, bounced to third base. Arise has it across the infield. He throws it away! He throws it away! And the A's have won it! Kemp is home! Andrews is home! Two errors in the inning by the Twins! And the A's winning streak is at 11! 13-12. Oakland wins a wild game with Minnesota in 10 innings. And 11 in a row. Unbelievable. After a horrific start, they won 11 in a row. They were 0-6, they were 1-7, and and now they've won 11 straight. Well, the uh, baseball network, they had the Phillies game on that we just heard with the Giants, and I was watching that. And then when that ended, uh, they cut away and went to this game. I was watching. It's just beautiful. I mean, I know Oakland Stadium isn't great, but it looked like a warm day, particularly on these places where they're playing and these afternoon games, and it's literally snowing. In some of these places, Colorado Rockies game. At first, it was snowing a little. Then right. it was snowing hard, and they just right. kept playing. Well, the Reds and the Diamondbacks had to postpone. Yeah. I like, had to delay that game and finish it up yesterday. That they had snow. Well, the they had before. a game that uh, yeah, they they was suspended game, and then they continued it in the eighth inning yesterday. But that game was delayed. The start of that game was delayed because of snow. <laughs> and yeah, you so just look over there, and oh, and they find they did get it in, and then completed the next game but it was bitter cold. It looked like guys had the masks on for COVID reasons, but it was really obviously for cold reasons. And then you look, uh, and they flicked on the A's game, and it just looked beautiful. Just the way baseball was meant to be played. Outside, the sunshine and the grass, and it's just an extremely wild game, as you said. And then they had this stat that no team that <laughs> come up with these baseball has these just bizarre stats. No team that ever has ever started 0-6 has gone on a 10-game winning streak <laughs> except for the A's, like in the history of the game. Well, I'm glad I know that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wonder how many teams started 0-6 first of all. They didn't have that out there. How many, how many teams were that? But, yeah, 0-6, 1-7, you think they suck. And now, wow, as, as bad as they were, this is as good as they are. And they've won 11 games in a row. It's incredible. They're 12-7 now. They're tied with the Boston Red Sox for the best record in the American League. Although Seattle's 11-7, the Royals are 10-7, the Angels are 9-7. So there's a bunch of teams all kind of bunched up at the top of the AL. No bunching up at the top of the NL. The Dodgers are three games in front of the Giants, five up on the Padres. 
Dennison Lamette left after uh, just two innings, PK. Tightness in his right forearm. He's had arm issues before. He's getting an MRI today, so that's not good. And they lost the game and dropped back to 500. Uh, I think they've had just about enough of, uh, of the Brewers. Ready to move on. Give us the Dodgers again. We'll take our chances with those guys. Oh, the Brewers swept them, but the yeah. Brewers are a good team. They lead their division. The Houston Astros, who uh, got off to a really good start, got beat by the Rockies in the snow 6-3. Houston has now lost 9 out of 10. They were just plummeting, PK. They are, yeah. People love to see them suffer and holler stuff at them. This is fans' first chance to let the Astros have it, and they've now sunk into last place in the AL West, seven and ten. Yeah, I'm conflicted there uh, because I think cheating. Once you open up the uh, thing of cheating, you know what is cheating, and their cheating was cheating, but we seem to look the other way. It's like the cars all going over the speed limit and on the freeway, and you pull out one of them. Okay, what about all of everybody else? Yeah. So, uh, especially, in, especially in this case, because they dinged yeah. two clubs, and there were plenty of rumors and speculation that other teams were, if not doing the same thing, doing something similar, looking for that electronic advantage to try and tip the batters off. But, man, that investigation, whatever happened, it just got quiet and shut down and stopped. And I just can't help but wonder if there's a third, fourth, or fifth team out there that got away. I mean, they didn't get named when the initial story broke. Nobody quote-unquote squealed, so they skated. So I think your analogy of, hey, what about that guy over there? He was doing 82. Yeah, well, I pulled you over. I think that applies here. Plus, I like Dusty Baker. Who doesn't like Dusty Baker? He's a... Is he a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a gem? A senior statesman. Oh, elder statesman. Elder statesman. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he's, he got the, he, really he got the shaft in Washington. It's like, well, we didn't win it all, so we're going to change managers. And then they did win it all. And plus, he's been a manager of uh, at least uh, two other clubs come to mind, obviously the Giants and the Cubs. So, And he's up there, man. And a friend of mine had an opportunity to see him in uh, at an airport in Hawaii. He said he was just as friendly as he could be to him. That is always going to uh, win you over, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was a random uh, interaction, but nevertheless, my friend talked to him a little bit and said he was just super nice. Yep. All right, DJ and PK, that's what's trending. There, The headlines brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Joe Ingles today coming up uh, about 8.35, 8.40. Craig Bullerjack is going to join us at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. The transferring and that sort of thing that's turning into the Wild West. Listen to this tweet from Dick Vitale. Players are informed School X will offer you if you get in the portal. That violates why the rule was put into play. It's not ideal and I understand their abuses, but I don't think they overwhelm the freedom individuals should have. Which they do have. You can transfer wherever. You just couldn't have a scholarship the next year at another well, spot. That, for a lot of people, that makes it very difficult. Or you could have a scholarship and just not play. You're still going to school. It's up to coaches to make the 
their programs attractive enough to keep their players. I think it's another excuse for money to change hands. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup of Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Time for the question of the day. The Suns beat the Sixers to go 2-0 on their eastern swing and keep the pressure on the Jazz. Are they forcing the Jazz to abandon any ideas of resting players? Short answer, no. Correct answer, yes. <laughs> well, I think you make an assumption at the start of it the Jazz are, uh, are going to spend a lot of time resting players. Maybe in back-to-backs. So we'll have to see when we get to these last two back-to-backs. But I just don't think, you know, like, they got two days off now. They didn't rest anybody last night with two days off. I don't think they're going to rest anybody Saturday. And when they get to a back-to-back, if Donovan's not back, and if Conley is out... I can see maybe they would. And would that force them, would the standings force them to keep Gobert in the lineup? Uh, I'm just, maybe, but I'm not convinced Donovan won't be back, at which point that's where you could say, okay, they just can't afford to. I but we're getting to May the 1st. One seed, they can't. We can be wherever. We can be whatever date you want. If they want the number one seed, they can't rest, guys. Well, are you sure the Suns are going to keep this up on their eastern swing? I mean, they're just going to sweep through this thing? I don't know how much about it is the Suns. I think it's their opponents who keep resting guys. Well, that doesn't hurt. It helps extremely. <laughs> right. No Simmons. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. And Curry and Harris, that's three starters, right? I double-checked the box score, but I watched the game, and I don't remember Harris being in there. I didn't look at the box score this morning. I looked at it last night. So unless my mind slips between uh, now and last night, that's three starters. Uh, that they they had out and you're like what the freak here man and obviously Simmons is a high profile guy uh, they they were fortunate in that um, uh, Antetokounmpo the other night had a leg cramp uh, at the towards the end of the right. game and so he didn't play at the end I, I don't think it's a long term deal uh, but he did cramp and then he immediately went down on the sideline and started doing a stretching move so. I haven't followed up on it, but I think it was a cramp. So that was just a uh, a fortunate circumstance for them. They still might have won the game. Uh, they beat Milwaukee the first time they played them. And my, I'm on the record of saying I think Milwaukee's okay. They're a decent team, but I don't think they're a big-time contender. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the teams that they play because this this resting stuff is just all over the place. It's a plague for the league. And, and I know NBA homers don't like to talk about it, but nevertheless, i I, I got to have some shred of credibility and truth here or else I bring nothing to the employer. And I think it's a problem. So... Uh, it looks like it's not really about the Suns. It's about their opponents. And the Suns are a good team, though. You can't deny that they're a good team. I mean, Devin Booker was having an awful shooting night, and he hit a really, really tough fadeaway jumper with the shot clock. Just, man, it's very few players can make that type of shot to give them the cushion that they needed because the Sixers hit a couple of late threes to bring it close, to bring it a one-possession game. And at that time... Uh, and that that could have helped them lose the game. So the Suns are a good team for sure. I think they've proven that. 
But it looks like to me that they're going to continue to win. And so if the Jazz want the number one seed, they're going to have to do it. I don't know that they need the number one seed. You can debate the merits of wanting to have the number one seed. But it looks like they're going to have to play their guys if they want the number one seed. Plus they've got – they still have a game left with Phoenix, right, next week? They do. April 30th. What is that? That's like a week from tomorrow. It's a week from tomorrow, yeah. A Friday night game. Yeah, that'll be fun. And that's down in Phoenix, and the Suns – uh, fans down there are starting to gather some momentum, obviously. I got my sister texting me after Suns games, and she had – I've told you about it, and you brought up a good point. You know, she's a Suns fan, but I said she's kind of gone uh, dark with them, and you said, well, that's because they forced her to go dark. And you're mm-hmm. right. They've been bad for so many years. For a franchise, that was pretty doggone good as they far really as were. – Winning a number of games, they hadn't won the title, obviously, but they were still a lot of very f- consistent with the winning. A lot of fifty-win seasons, a yeah. lot of times where they won a playoff series or two. I mean, they were like yeah. the Jazz; they'd been to two NBA Finals, they hadn't won them. Uh, they'd had to rebuild, but they'd never spent a long time rebuilding. And then this last decade, I mean, just completely Ooh. different than everything that came before in their history. It was awful. Yeah, it was Sacramento Clipper like. Uh, in, the, in those two, maybe war, warrior like warriors were good, and then went through a fourteen fifteen year spell where they weren't. Uh, but the Clippers are in a good spell right now. Sacramento, we know their history of they had a good few years and then they sucked again, and still it sucked. So people are rallying. So that's going to be a big game there, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, I just think that the Jazz they're going to have to make a decision do we do we really want the number one seed and at what cost do we want and they probably obviously they've already had these discussions and they've looked ahead i'm not so worried about gobert at 27 it's the guys over 30 you know how do you want them joe's playing big minutes obviously conley and bogdanovich those are my three guys i think gobert uh, because of the fact that he has that week off as you've mentioned from mm-hmm. the end of the regular season the start of the postseason at 27 years of age he ought to be able to be fine Uh, so I don't know that you really need to rest him you may just keep him out just for odds of injury prevention I guess that's a possibility or maybe he does have something that's nagging him they don't really like to talk about it Uh, but Quinn said he did yeah okay so that's that's something to I just think you go case by case like Conley I believe, will not play in back-to-backs, regardless of what the standings say, because they want Mike Conley and his hamstrings to be healthy for the playoffs. So I think regardless of what it means for the Suns and the number 1 seed, Conley will rest. I also think now that Mitchell's missing this time, he will not rest. He's essentially getting his rest during this injury. So I think 24 years old. Right. Rest does he need? Exactly. And and he's going to be out a week or two. He's not going to need to take more games off. He's going to have that other week coming up. So the situation is dictating it. The situation is. That's why I'm like, well, short answer, no. Uh, Conley, yes. Conley will rest, I believe. Um, Donovan will not. Joe wants to play, so I think he probably doesn't. It doesn't go- matter whether they want to play or not. Everybody wants to play. You're insinuating that the other guys don't want to play once you say Joe wants to play. Joe, I'm going back to the bubble last year. Even in the games when they were resting people, Joe played like, uh, well, I think, like 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, he still had a streak at that point. Maybe they're keeping that going. I don't know what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, but the other right. guy sat and he didn't. So it's kind of like, okay, Joe really wants to play. And maybe yeah, it was because of the streak. Some guys out there. That, that's, and that's true, too. <laughs> 
So I think it comes down to uh, Gobert and, you know, Royce. I think the others you can kind of predict, and the answer isn't the same for the other guys. But, you know, will they give Gobert and Royce another night off and a back-to-back? And, and, and Royce is an interesting case study because he's young, too. What's he, 27? But he works like a dog out there, man. Yeah, I know, Having right? to guard guys and having to uh, – for his rebounding, mm-hmm. for not being that tall of an NBA player. He's tall for a guy on the street, obviously. But his rebounding is very, very important to the team, guarding the guys that he guards and expecting to have some left on offense. So even though he's a younger player, uh, I can see giving him some rest to make sure he's 100%. He's a vital player for this team. And, you know, a lot of stuff that's not box score showable uh, that he does that helps the team win. There's no question about that. Very, very valuable. And so they may want to consider that. As far as that goes, I could understand that because he ought to be really tired after most games because it seems like he has the most uh, – he gives the most in terms of having to guard somebody, and then he really can't take off on offense. It's not like he's an integral part of the offense. but And it's not like completely – well, anything he gives you is icing on the cake. I don't think that either uh, because he needs to make shots when appropriate. You can't just – Ricky Rubio him and not guard him whatsoever in the postseason. That's not going to work. So I can see where they would want to give them give him rest. But I still think they have to make a decision. How bad do they want that number one seed? He's a 37% three-point shooter this year, which is good. It's not great. I think you got to get to 40 before you really get fired up about it. But at 37%, you really can't afford to leave him as, a, as an opponent. Yeah, we'll be interested to see how much time they uh, they give him off. I mean, he's uh, he's the same age as Gobert, so I guess right. he'll. Uh, I, I think he has his birthday during the playoffs. He's a June birthday, so he'll turn twenty eight. But points the same. Yeah, and he expends a lot of energy each game. Big time, big time. He's always chasing around an elite offensive player, usually the best one. And that on the perimeter, then he's got to go back to rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's and playing he, the full court. He had thirteen. He got a shout out from Quinn in the post game. He had thirteen rebounds last night. Right. Yeah, that's awesome for his size. Yep. And and it and they're not a real really tall team outside of Gobert. Bogdanovich is tall, but he's not a rebounder. <laughs> so you know you yeah. need somebody else. And O'Neal has filled that void, and he's filled it very well. So the issue of rest will be case-by-case case throughout the roster, and then how much will it be impacted by the standings? Oh, I think significantly, don't you? If the Suns suddenly start losing, which doesn't seem likely. No, but the thing is they don't need to lose a lot. Like, two losses would change this race dramatically. And if one of them, if the Jazz win in Phoenix, I mean, that's a two-game swing on April 30th, then... That gives them a lot of cushion. Sure, but they're zero two against these guys this year. Yeah, they may not. It's hard to beat a team three times. It's more a playoff thing than a regular season team, regular season thing. Uh, yeah, I don't buy any of that. I think it's hard to beat a team, the team you're playing right then and there, not what happened in December. Uh, I, don't, I just don't see where that has any bearing. But the Suns, it seems like they've made a commitment because Chris Paul hasn't rested. And he's 35 years old. And it seems like they're making a commitment to win as many games as they could possibly win. Right? That's, it seems like just watching okay, them so, from a distance. So here's a question for you. 
and people can hit us up on uh, this, do you think the one seed is that big an advantage? Now, obviously, you'd have home court in Game 7 if the Jazz and Suns square off, but are they both going to make it through the second round? Are they going to knock off the Lakers and the Clippers or the Nuggets and the Clippers, you know, whoever it is that they match up with? Are yeah, but I don't both... think they're competing against the Suns, though. Or exclusively competing against the Suns. Think the Clippers still have a shot at the top spot? Yes. yes. Clippers could catch, if the Suns, you know, lose to the Knicks, we've got a long winning streak here. Uh, Boston's up and down. You know, I, I, the Suns are playing well, but, you know, it was just three games ago that they lost to the Spurs. It was a total head-scratcher. It was just complete head-scratcher. And so, if they drop a couple games, Phoenix is, I mean, yes, they're only a game and a half behind the Jazz, but they're only a game and a half in front of the Clippers. Okay, and it was a head-scratcher that the Jazz lost to the Wizards. So. Yep. Go back and forth, and and I just think that too. Uh, you, you have to make a decision. What do you want? And it's not just the seventh game that you're talking about. It's where do you want to be in the bracket? And, who do you want to play, and who do you want to avoid? You think you got a great matchup? You think you got an awful uh, matchup? Yeah, I don't know that they think there's uh, an awful matchup there. It's I would go more along more difficult matchup. Uh, what their line of thinking is there, and of course they'll never speak publicly on that, nor would I expect them uh, to. And, Not, neither you know, the Jazz, nor the Suns, nor the Clippers. Well, no one's going to say yeah. that. We want to be on this side of the bracket because we think Team XYZ is easier. Yeah, I mean, you just can't say that because then that just fires up pro, that team and makes it yeah, harder. I, and I and I think that that's a little overstated at the pro ranks, but it's still there. I think that's more of a college thing, uh, but definitely it's it's there. So why do it? Uh, and also, too, uh, you know, wh- which teams uh, maybe do you think that you can beat in six or five that will allow you to have rest to go to the next round to be prepared? You know, because that yep. was that one year with the Jazz, they uh, who they play. Somebody was a hard fought series. Was it Denver? And then they had to go to Seattle. 48 hours later, and they basically gave him a game mm-hmm. in a series, if I remember, went seven. seven. The Jazz, yep. they were gassed, and so they basically gave him a game. Uh, so Look the, at you. Wow. Suns, way into the remember. Banks. Yeah, I can't remember the year very well. They but played this, a seven-gamer with the Sonics. Uh, I don't remember who they played the series before. I thought it was, was San Was it Denver? And they went but uh, maybe. seven games, Denver, after they had a 3-1 lead or 3-0 lead, and Denver won three that, I think, yeah, anyway. Uh, so they, the Sonics basically only had to win three. I, so all that stuff factors in. I do think when you get the home court, uh, if you're the higher seed in the series, the chance to get out of there in five and have three or four days off is underrated. And right. if you're the if you have the home court advantage, all you have to do win your home games and split games three and four on the road, and you're done in five, and you are yeah, out of yeah. there. And so it's not even it's game seven that you're worried about. No, it's what the scenario yep. you just said. Yeah. And I think for a team that hasn't a lot of, had a lot of playoff success, the Jazz have won, what, two playoff series in a decade? Um, Conley's won more because he was with another team, obviously. Um, but I think that also the ability to play at home and have a better chance of winning those first two games and feeling better about yourself. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we're up 2-0. We're doing well. 
I know the series doesn't start, Pat Riley, until you oh, win on the road. That's a bunch of crap. The series <laughs> starts game one, the first minute of game one. That never made any sense to me. That was And Riley, you know, I He hammered that. He hammered that. But it didn't make any sense. He was trying to keep his guys focused. It just never made – but it still, it just yeah. never made any sense to me. And I, and I hear people repeat it today, and I think it's dumb. And I think, too – you know, when you got a coaching staff and you give them two or three days where they can really hone in on an opponent, mm-hmm. the possibility of playing Team A or Team B, I think that gives them an advantage. You want you want all that stuff. Even the Lakers want that, along with their tremendous talent that they have at the top of their roster. Everybody would want every possible advantage. Doesn't mean you're going to win the next series, but of course you want that. And that all goes in. I I totally agree with you that that's an underrated uh, line of thinking to win two home games and do what you need to do, split, come home, win game five, and and you're done. done. Absolutely. I think that's a big, big deal. Four days off, and, and guys do have injuries, whether they fell and hurt their wrist or, you know, they caught an elbow somewhere or they've sprained, you know. And that's more likely in the yeah. postseason because it's way more physical, way mm-hmm. more intense. All those things that factor into it. That's uh, an excellent point you bring up. Thank you. Thank you very much. DJ and PK, a lot of your reaction. We got a lot from you coming up. We will get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. What Joe's doing is historic. You take, I think, at five threes, only Kyle Korver has ever had a better shooting season in the history of the league, which was interestingly on that 60-win Hawks team that the Jazz get compared to the most. I have a statistic I call points gained, which is you take the players' possessions or scoring opportunities in a night, comparing to what an average player would do with those. Steph's obviously number one in the league. Joe's the seventh most positively impactful offensive player in the NBA. The league still doesn't quite understand the value of 50% from three. Like, it's, it's a crazy number. It's game-changing, and it's why we win. I can make a pretty good argument Joe Ingles is our best offensive player this year. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now, where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. All right, PK, you're playing with the walking wounded. The Jazz aren't the only one who have people who aren't 100%. I got my second shot yesterday. Yach's getting his second vaccination today. But I did not want a DNP general soreness. Who was it that had a <laughs> DNP general soreness? There was an NBA player. Was it a spur? Do you remember? And we laughed about it. Knowing Popovich's reputation, it probably was. Oh, Mike Marshall, the Dodgers? Okay. Yeah. DNP, General Soreness. I didn't want to take a DNP, General Soreness. Wasn't he the guy who did traffic when we first started? That was General Gridlock. Oh, okay. I got my generals. General Gridlock. Columns of Stahl marching out of Davis County. Yeah, that kind of stuff. (laughs) General Gridlock is a legend, okay? Well, but did you prefer JT, the traffic babe? DJ, what'd you do this weekend? I worked, JT. Remember the weekend? I was on Channel 2. Thanks for watching. DJ, what'd you do this weekend? I worked, JT, like every other weekend. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you have day. any... You, you, that's only eight hours at most. Didn't you have any intimate time with Honey? Maybe, but I didn't want to tell... Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to tell JT the traffic babe about it. 
I like when she used to whine about her loser boy. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I had to go out and mow the lawn. He was in there playing video games. He's out there mowing the lawn in my swimsuit, and people slowed down. You should put some clothes on. I'm in your religious neighborhood in Sandy, PK. People are very judgmental about how I mow the lawn. <laughs> That's where religious neighborhood in Sandy came from. That specific. <laughs> he was inside. He let her mow the lawn while he played video games. <laughs> My wife refuses to mow the lawn. She will not mow the lawn under any circumstance. That's one thing she says that is a man's job, and it must be done. Sometimes you have to set boundaries. That's, that's her line in the sand, or I guess her line in the grass. It is, yeah. Whereas, and our next-door neighbors, they're two ladies. The mown lawn would never get mowed then. Well, I guess they get hired out in lawnmower companies. No, they have one who does it. I'll just leave it at that. And they have a very nice lawn, too. Very, They keep very, very good care of their property. No dandelions. No. Oh, no, that's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, interestingly, you say that because both sides of where we live, mm-hmm. ladies mow the lawn. But your wife's like, yeah, I'm not doing it. She she has never ever done it. Never. Has never done it once. Mrs. K showing some mental toughness, sticking to her guns. Let it go. Ah, white fighter. Not that I would anyway. Would whatever. I just find it interesting that that's in her mind. She would not that she would do it, but she just as soon change the oil <laughs> rather than mow the lawn. She does so much. She does like 95% of the stuff around here. But mowing the lawn is That's the one. Lawn. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll handle a lot of this, but I'm not doing that. She'll, she'll help me pull weeds and, and you know, the basic uh, yard care. care that goes yeah. around yard maintenance that doesn't include mowing the lawn. But she won't uh, edge or mow. So I got to do it. Ah. Ah. Unfortunately, last year we bought a new lawnmower because the other lawnmower sucked. <laughs> and she said I came back looking like I was in the jungles uh, and I had camouflage because green would get all over me. And <laughs> it would spraying grass all so, over the place. <laughs> yeah, it would take so long because the lawnmower sucked. And so, you know, I'm cheap as can be. I hate to spend money because I never had money growing up. And not that I'm rich by any stretch, but I do have money to cover basic necessities now, for sure. And uh, so she convinced me last year at this time, we're going to Home Depot. And so we went and we got a, we popped down a $500 mower, and it has made all the difference. <laughs> Big upgrade. <laughs> a massive upgrade, yes. My, my whole attitude has changed now when it comes to lawn mowing days because it's made a massive difference. There it is. I don't even know how we got on that topic there. That was random. It started with, uh, I got my second vaccination yesterday, and Yach's getting his today, and we just uh, rattled right through it and ended up there. That was a good stream of consciousness work right there. (laughs) (laughs) Just just rolling along. All right, DJ. May your vaccines work and everything be great for you. Exactly. That's what we're hoping for. And everybody else. And, And just for people who do wonder, I did have the chills last night and all that kind of stuff, but I woke up. I don't feel good now, but I feel better than I did. So I, hopefully that was the worst of it last night. I got the shot well, at like 11 a.m. I feel great, man. I feel like a million bucks. I got to tell you, uh, you know, big round of applause for all the people at the Maverick Center. That's where I got both of my vaccination shots. 
And they're out there. I mean, it was so windy yesterday. They looked so uncomfortable, but they kept that thing moving. It was very little weight. It was, uh, it was efficient. So it was outside? Yeah, you, it was in your car. It was a drive-thru. You, they've got these, uh-huh. um, they've got these like metal trailer kind of temporary office things. They got tents next to them, and you pull yeah, up yeah. and they check you in, and uh, you know your name and your birth date and all that. And make sure you are who you are. Any reaction to the first shot? And so like you have three to questions. show ID. Is that what you're telling me? The first time I did. This time I reached for it. And he says, "No, I don't need that." That's no. interesting. Okay. And so uh, then I drove forward. They got all the cones, and I was like the first car. I didn't have to wait for anybody this time. Last time I was like. I don't know, third or fourth or something. Drove right up to the next spot, and there were two cars, and there were two of the medical people giving shots, and I didn't wait two minutes. And they were wrapping up with them, and then they then they give you the spiel, like, okay, you're going to go over here, uh, follow the cones, sit. you're going to wait for 15 minutes yeah. to make sure you don't have a reaction. If you start, if, you, if you're having any kind of medical issue at all, just honk your horn and flash your lights, and somebody will be right there. And, and I, I did ask her, I said, how often does that happen? She goes, not very. And I'm like, well, like, it's not very, like, once a day or ten times a day. And she said, well, yesterday that was my job. I was over there, and it didn't happen once. I didn't have anybody yesterday. Zero. It's like, oh, oh boring. okay. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, I knew, I knew about the fifth because my wife got them, mm-hmm. and so she got it inside a gym at the school district, and so I had to sit in the car. Yeah. But it wasn't, you're right, I was sitting there maybe 20, 25 minutes. That yeah, I moved right along. the 15-minute. Uh, wait period, I guess right. you would call it. Yeah. That was super efficient. So I pulled over there and waited in line, and they actually have people in pairs walking up down on the cars waving at you to see if you're capable of waving back. I'm sure that's what they were doing. Like, like did he pass out with his eyes open? Because it was windy. Everybody had their windows up, so you couldn't really talk or see. And most people are sitting there, you know, looking at their phone, texting or checking. So this was a medical achievement for you, considering some of your prior issues. Hey, this is uh, this was a win. I, I tried to raise my arm over my head right then to celebrate, and I couldn't do it. Ah, that shoulder's sore. But whatever. It'll be better. <laughs> I wasn't taking a DNP general soreness, though. I was coming in, dang it. Well, uh, just so you uh, are aware, we already had somebody lined up in case uh, you couldn't make it. Well, here I am. Who'd you call off? Who'd you have lined up? Who's the fallback? Who did we have coming in? Yeah. Uh, it was going to be on remote. I had Tiger. <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> Tiger. Tiger. Live from Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> Tiger Woods. Right. Right. Well, he didn't have to get up early in the morning. Yeah. I know. It's 10 a.m. there for him. Right, yeah. Move to the East Coast. Do morning drive radio on the West Coast. It's way well, more convenient. Ideal. Yeah, right? <laughs> and you can stream everything now. Everything's Zoom. Forget, you can't go anywhere anyway. You no longer have to be local to do local sports. You can be anywhere. Well, hopefully at some point, practices and whatnot, that stuff's going to change. Uh, you were the one who said earlier, and I mean, you can argue with it because it's the future. We don't really know. But you're the one who said if you were the youth, you keep doing it because it gives you more control. Right, that's their perspective. But from Not our perspective, I hope perspective. they go back, right? No, I get if that's what they wanted to do. And I would imagine Kyle's got to love it because you're doing it at 8 o'clock in the morning and then it's over with. And then when you have practice, you can go right to the film room or go meet your wife for dinner or whatever else you want to do and, and get that stuff done. Absolutely, I would think that that's what they would want to do. Yeah, Get it done as soon as possible and get it done in such an efficient manner. And you control, uh, you don't have to say last, you don't just have to butt in in a group setting. It's and, and the one thing that's been nice is that you don't have to 
rush to huddle around the guy yeah. and try to make sure you got your microphone up by his mouth. Not Kyle's not a mumbler, and I just use him as an example because they've been doing it this way. The the Cougars do it in the uh, in the evening around six o'clock if that's what the whatever whatever works. But it, clearly, it's more efficient from their perspective, and if that's what they want. That's what they want. I, if I was a beat guy back in the old days, it would bug me, but it really doesn't matter now. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. The Suns beat the Sixers to go 2-0 and on their eastern swing, keep the pressure on the Jazz, stay a game and a half back. Are they forcing the Jazz to abandon any idea of resting players? Got a lot of reaction from you, including what is the real value of a one or two seed, and we will get to that next. Stay with us.